Take two. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Lifehouse Church Spiritual <laughs> Podcast. I'm Ben Hobson. I'm here with David Thomas. Hi, everybody. How you going? We're going. Yeah, I just... Oh, you asked again, David. I just um, had no notes before, so I had to stop <laughs> a take and start again. We're just too keen. Just too keen. Take two. Take two. So... We wanted to start off by saying hello to Matthew Ryan, who sent us a really nice email, um, asking a question about uploading PDFs of David's teachings. <laughs> and we were just discussing the writing of David's... My stress points. Yeah. Just discussing the writing of David's book. Look, I think the plan would be that, you know, in the future, possibly those things, and especially for these one-on-one requests, if you needed a a teaching about a specific topic and Matthew if you wanted to send another email like saying I'm really interested in learning about this particular fruit David might be able to help you but if you're sitting in David's office and he points to the five different stacks of notes that he has for this book you can I don't know sort of understand that he isn't yeah not streamlined quite yet would you say is a nice way of putting um, it? I'm hoping to have part one, which is what we dealt with right up until this point, which could possibly include the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Yep. Uh, the first draft ready by the end of the year. But one of my issues that we've been discussing, Ben and I have been discussing, is that every time I, I want to sit down and get started and clear my calendar a bit, um, various other issues press themselves in yeah. that I can't actually postpone or deal I uh, have to deal with because they're life issues yeah. spiritual life issues and you issues. are a full time pastor of so, a church like and you're the one full time yeah, employee so it's not it's, a it's, it's yeah it's, but we will get there yes we will definitely get there we will definitely there. get there and thank you very much for the, yeah, for the thanks, encouragement man. Matt that's really good of you um, but yeah you might have to wait for the book but yeah like I said, <laughs> like I said any specific things, especially the fruits? David has some really good notes on the fruits that I'm sure he'd be happy to share with you and just start a communication with you. So yeah, email him through. Also, another another idea is on our Lifehouse Church podcast, there's a series of sermons on how to avoid hurts and offenses in the church. Yeah. And I, and I have a lot of my spiritual warfare teaching woven into that series as well. Yeah. So, yeah. It is a good idea, and you know, we, we we will start thinking about how to highlight certain scriptures. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's hard. Dave and I just talk about it, and we list off the scriptures straight up. But maybe we can start thinking about how to highlight them in the podcast. But yeah, thanks, Matt. We'll uh, have a good think about that. All right, today we're going on with the fruit of the spirit, known as goodness. Yep. So, okay. do you want to introduce goodness to us, David? Right. So we've not we've not been able to deal with love and joy because I had a computer crash and yep. uh, I saved some of your notes are gone. The week before <laughs> and they're gone, so I'm going to have to rewrite all of those. Yeah. But we've dealt with patience and kindness. Now, one of the things I want you to realize is, and I'll give a brief description on each one of those fruits, is there's a very close link between kindness and goodness. So, yeah, they almost sound yeah. the same, don't they? Now, again, another thing that you need to put into the forefront of your mind as you begin to listening to this one this week is that this fruit is for deep water Christians. This fruit is the fruit that is grown out for the storm. You're not going to get this fruit within the safety of the harbor. So the fruit of love will help you continually head back out into the storm to make disciples. Because mm-hmm. the storm is going to batter you, you yeah. know, you're going to take a few hits, yeah. you're going to get discouraged, and then you go, can it come back into the harbor, and you're going to need to be refurbished, re- restocked, um, the Lord is going to have to minister, and then you're going to say, well, do I really want to do that do again? I, do I, and then, the, then you're going to run to the Lord, and the Lord's going to say, do you love me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, joy, joy helps you keep your attitude in line. While you're in the storm. So the joy of the Lord is your strength. 
and then obviously we've dealt with peace that basically keeps you balanced and 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 at peace during those difficult battleground situations yep. patience is that endurance quality the capacity to calmly endure pain to take hits in situations real deep character development and then kindness that was the hard one that, that that's the hard one a hard one they're all hard but this is one of the hard ones is to exercise kindness towards someone that is undeserving yeah you know showing mercy to someone that doesn't deserve mercy it's a hard thing very hard it's a really hard thing yeah okay so goodness now um ephesians 5 8 to 10 you want to read that yeah so uh yeah we'll just try and highlight ephesians 5 8 to 10 for you were once darkness but now you are light in the lord live as children of light for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, and find out what pleases the Lord. Okay, before before I discuss, before I just briefly highlight the definition of goodness, there's there's three things in that to those two verses or three verses of scripture that I want you to to think about and meditate on. Yep. Um, listen to this. For you were once darkness. Now here here is the first one. But now you are light mm-hmm. okay you got to just think about that for a minute you are light in the lord you are light so god is light in him there is no darkness and now here's paul writing to the ephesians and he is saying in the lord you are light and so when god places you in the kingdom which is his world this world mm-hmm. you are light do you see all the correlations do you see all the links yeah okay that's number one go and think about that you are light number two live as a child of light yeah so it's not an automatic thing obviously it's something you have to purposefully live like you're not yeah, just you gotta gonna li- you gotta live it you gotta yeah. live this stuff out yeah now what is this light well it's the fruit of light goodness righteousness truth mm. now there's a link between that I, I find personally and ephesians 6 the armor which is the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness really begins to line up the fruit yeah, of life right. begins to line up and so do you do you start to see how your armor and your fruit oftentimes begin merging mm, yes you can't separate them no, i see you can't separate the stuff from yourself you got to get the concept in your head that the fruit and the armor are part and parcel of who you are you don't you know you, you, you as a as a baby christian you put the you put the armor on but then you've got to start realizing as you grow up in this armor that you don't take it off. It, it, it merges into your very being. Mm. And that's, that's once you start to get to that level of understanding of the, of, the, of the weapons, of the armor, and of the fruit, you start to really begin to step out and impact. You, yeah. are, you are becoming light. You are light. Yeah. And you start to understand you are light. And then as you begin to understand that, you live that and you see the effect of people around you then and, and and listen don't think the effect is always going to be oh that's good that's great no. because the effect of carrying the armor the effect of carrying the fruit the effect of exercising the gifts of the holy spirit is you produce in people's lives death or life <laughs> right, so there's going to be a group of people that just do not like you it's going to be shocking isn't it and it's... that's why you need love why lord they just bit me do you love me? Yeah, well, go and feed him again. Yeah, keep going back after him. I see. And that's when patience comes in, the ability to endure the bites. 
Really interesting going back to joy. <laughs> the ability the to joy find the joy Lord. in the bites. The joy. <laughs> well, you don't have to necessarily find joy in the bites because that's not where you place it. Your, the placement of joy is in the Lord. So you go back to the Lord to activate all of these things. You will not activate ah, them I in see. the sheep. Yeah, I get you, you don't find the joy in the sheep. You find the joy in the Lord. You don't find the peace in the sheep. You find the peace in the Lord. Ah, I see. And that's, that's a crucial mind shift. Hmm. People get, people get, sometimes I've had people in church and I do it deliberately, I must say, okay, to get them upset. But they often get upset with me when I say, well, I I just don't love you. Oh, but doesn't the Bible say you've got to love them, love love each other and love one another and all of this? You're crazy. I can't believe you do If If my, if the, if the basis of my love is on your and my relationship, it's a very insecure basis. But if the basis of my love is on my relationship between the Lord and myself, and I come to the Lord and I say, Lord, I love you. And he says, you really love me. I say, yes, Lord, I really love you. Then go feed my sheep. Mm. You see the difference in that thinking? Well, yeah, whereas yeah. if you hurt me yeah. and my love and my relationship is based on just that horizontal between you and I and you hurt me, I'm going to say, well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, what, what's in, what's yeah. the recourse then when you come and ask for my forgiveness? Why would I forgive you? Why? Yeah. Go jump. Yeah. But if my recourse, if I go to the Lord the next day and say, Lord, I love you. And he says, yes, I know you love me. Now go and feed my sheep. That's the difference. That's, that's, what the, that's the, the, the pattern of thinking we've got to get to. Is that something that takes a lot of practice, I'm assuming? Like, yes. It's not something that just Deep comes... water. It gets taught in the deep water. It gets taught in the storm. Mm. You don't learn this in the church pew. Yeah. And you're going to, and I think, you know, important to say, you're going to hit a few icebergs out there in the deep water. You're going to sink probably a few times and come back with your tail between your legs. Let me rephrase your analogy. The analogy is a good one. You're going to hit a few icebergs. You're going to have, you'll never sink. Yeah, that is a good, yeah. Good call, David. Yeah. Peter. On the water. Yeah. If you look at the iceberg, if you look at the storm, you will sink. But if you look at Jesus. Yeah. All this fruit is Chase straight back to the vine. That's a great... Yeah, thank you for amending my analogy. (laughs) Excuse me. (coughs) Oh, David. Yeah. (laughs) It's okay. All right, goodness. Goodness, dictionary definition is um, decency, kindness, honesty, integrity, righteousness. So go to your dictionary definition and just write out the definitions they give you in the english definition english yeah. definition state yep. of quality of being good moral excellence virtue feeling of kindness uh generosity experience excellence of quality goodness of workmanship being being the best part of anything in other words the essence strength a euphemism for god thank goodness or thank godness yeah a, a you, interjection. you've said that before yeah. is this this teaching that we're going through because yep. that's something i definitely remember cool okay yeah. i'll just be quiet until we get to that <laughs> all right so just go and have a look at those def- dictionary definitions. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, the next thing that you've got here that you want to start talking about is that God is easygoing. And I'm really interested in this. What do you mean by easygoing? Because if you read the Old Testament, he doesn't seem like he's that easygoing. He can get kind of angry. Well, this, this, this is my first major point in, in when I teach on the food of goodness. Okay. Um, it's my baseline. I move from this. God is good. Now, kindness and goodness are pretty closely linked. Yeah. 
I'm going to make a statement later on that's going to really fly in the face of religious correctness. You I love doing I'm, that, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I do. I, I, I love irritating those I people. I know, you can, I just, I can tell. I just do you do it on stirring. purpose? Absolutely. You do? A deliberate intent. Really? <laughs> You're just an old baiter, aren't you? Going oh, out yeah. there with your fishing line. And... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, read Romans 2 verse 4 Romans. in the Amplified. Yep. And then I want you to read it in the King James Version afterwards. Okay, no worries. Now, you know, I don't... No, no, let me not say that. That'll really bait me. Whoa, you're baiting! Okay, two four. I two, think four, you've said double. it on here before. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Romans 2.4 in the Amplified Bible. Or are you so blind as to trifle with and presume upon and despise and underestimate the wealth of his kindness and forbearance and long-suffering patience? Are you unmindful or actually ignorant of the fact that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repent, to change your mind and inner man to accept God's will. And then in the King James Version, it says the same thing, Romans 2, 4, Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. I would have loved to have heard Paul actually say that, because sometimes in writing... You, you you get a a more sanitized sort of unemotional thing. Yeah, it can be flat. You know? And and oftentimes Paul like really climbs into the church. Yeah, you know? he climbs does. into the Galatians. You know, now the, the when I say this, you foolish Galatians, it sounds so sanitized. You know? But what is he saying to the church? You bunch of fools. Yeah. If you understand what the biblical definition of a fool is, yeah. you've been foolish. Yeah. It's severe. It's like quite a severe rebuke. Yeah. It's not. It's, and, I, I like. Can I just make mention yeah. of when he's writing about the circumcision crowd and he says to them, I wish they wouldn't just stop. I wish they would go further and circumcise <laughs> the whole thing. Literally, in, I can't remember where it is, but he literally goes that far. I was like, wow. Cut them off. Yeah. <laughs> he gets really angry. It's <laughs> no small thing. You don't get that nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now the word for kindness here is krestos, all right? And um, it is it is usefulness. It's a moral excellence. It's a gentleness. It's a goodness. It's a kindness. Now, I want you to imagine this. I said God is easygoing. So as I'm going through all of these different aspects of this word looking at this word from different angles i want you to imagine yourself actually sitting in the presence of god who is a good god mm. okay so the first aspect of this is 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 uh, a gentleness so when you're sitting with god you you're sitting with a gentle person you you, you sit at ease yeah you know there's there's you don't walk on eggshells you know you, you go into a, a a situation where there's a guy that's brittle or, or, or temperamental. Yeah. You don't know where he's going to fly off the angle, when or what, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. But whereas someone who is gentle, who is good, who is kind, you can sit there and you can just be who you are in their presence. Yeah, and they're going to be gentle. Okay, so that's one aspect of God. God yep. is easygoing. All right. Uh, you can also translate this Christos uh, as good, goodly, goodness. It's an adjective, you know, that which is pleasant. So when we talk about people, kindly people, gracious people, um, a word for that is easy. 
easy going. Mm. So you sit in there and you, you make a mistake and God will say, hey, that's all right. You know, sorry, God. Yeah, that's okay. It's, don't worry about it anymore. Yeah. It's gone. Yeah. Keep going. This is God. Yeah. This is God. Yeah. And we see that evident throughout scripture, don't we? Okay. That so aspect of his character. Good, kind, gracious, pleasant. You know, these, these, these are qualities that are not weak qualities. Now, oftentimes when people interpret fruit, they oftentimes interpret fruit from a weak perspective. It's anything but. It's anything but. Now, this characteristic is actually there so that you can find repentance. If it wasn't there, you wouldn't find repentance. So if you interpret God of the Old Testament as an unkind God, you wouldn't find repentance. But because God is good... That goodness there, even though it might not seem like it, is actually there for you to repent. Mm. Now, here's my statement that makes these religious nutters go crazy. I think God is easygoing within his nature. Why would... Laid back. He's laid back. He's laid back. He's laid Why back. Why does that make um, politically correct people angry? Because they base everything on legalism. Uh, and okay, law, yeah, yeah, and law, and so for them, they love to relate to the Old Testament God. Mm. You approach God with through A B C D E F, and you approach God through X Y Z that we tell you how to approach God because God is, you know, virtuous. God is a you know, and you need to approach God in this manner and that manner. And by me saying that, no, God's easy going. Yeah. Just call him and he'll say, yeah, what do you want? <laughs> that yeah. drives them nuts. It drives them absolutely nuts. It is pretty awesome to think that God is like that. We can just say, hey, God, what's up? Uh, I just need a hand. I haven't talked to you in 20 mm. years. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> but, but now, but now, but now, this is, this is the warning I place on, on, on uh, this understanding. And this, is, this might be where sort of your softer religious people might be actually talking into Wait, talking into? Into this area and to say, you know, having a problem with this phrase that I say God's easygoing by nature. Do not mistake the easygoing nature of God. Do not mistake the goodness of God for weakness that you think you can misuse and get away with nonsense because God is good and he'll just let it slide under the carpet. He's not a pushover, is he? There is no carpets in heaven. Yeah. Every single issue, every I will be dotted, every T crossed, full stop, comma, semicolon will be in its correct order and all the books will be balanced down to the zero. That's how that's how God is. So do and not you mistake. See, you yeah. see that both, don't you? You see it both both extremes. You see the like you're saying, the religious who are all about the A, B, C, you know, the legalism, and then you see the people who just treat God flippantly. Yeah. Oh it doesn't matter, I'll go to heaven, I'll sort it out mm. with him when I get there. Okay, so with that understanding, with that understanding, I'm now going to take that understanding and still use God as an example and draw this down into your life in the exercising of goodness. Now, this, this, this is the area where so many people get tangled up and they, and, they, and they tend to slip into a religious mode or they tend to slip into a passive mode and allow people to take, a, a, um, um, take advantage of them. I'm probably in, you know, my life, I could say that I am the second one of those. (laughs) I become, I get angry sometimes, to be honest with you, how I can, people 
there was a job I used to have and because I was so easy going all the time I was such a you know I was a trainer I was training all these people training them up when I got angry and when I yelled at them they just laughed they just laughed at me like they, they didn't see that I wasn't a pushover they just treated me like I was and that made me very angry mm. but not like I'd say anything to them and anyway okay bit so of an aside <laughs> So don't mistake God's easygoing nature and think that he's going to th- let things slide. This aspect of his nature is actually to lead people to repentance. Just read Luke 6.35 for me, please. This is out of the Amplified. And this is, this is very, very crucial for you to understand how to exercise the fruit of goodness correctly. Okay. Luke 6.35. But love your enemies and be kind and do good doing favors so that someone derives benefit from them and lend, expecting and hoping for nothing in return, but considering nothing is lost and despairing of no one. And then your recompense, your reward, will be great, rich, strong, intense and abundant, and you will be the sons of the Most High, for he is kind and charitable and good to the ungrateful and the selfish and the wicked. Love your enemies. Be good to your enemies. Be kind to your enemies. Okay, this is the characteristic of what God, how God operates. Now, that is, that is the God of the Bible, yet oftentimes people that are not Christians cannot reconcile that aspect of God's nature with what they sometimes read in the stories of God. Mm. And so when we tell them, well, they need to be good, they need to be kind, God is good, God is kind, uh, they... They, because of political correctness and because of the misunderstanding of these words, oftentimes people cannot associate um, dealing with issues correctly. And so when I'm being and, and, and so it's, it's, it's the, the, this, this can be seen from both perspectives, from the perspective of me dealing with my enemy and from the perspective of my enemy dealing with me. So when I'm dealing with my enemy, oftentimes I, I get told, no, you must be good, you, you must be kind. And what I'm being told and what I'm being taught is no, forgive that person and sweep everything under the carpet and treat it as if nothing's happened. Mm. Now, biblically speaking, everything I've just said there is correct. Except for one thing, sweep it under the carpet because we are being good, we are being kind. The enemy on the other hand, on the receiving end of this, misinterprets my kindness and my goodness for weakness. And so he takes more and more advantage of me. Yeah. And he keeps perpetuating this behavior. Yeah. All right. This this is where Christians get really tangled up with the fruit of goodness because they get hurt over and over and over again because they cannot uh, fully understand what goodness actually is and how it is used. Okay. Can I ask, can I present you with a scenario that you could actually... I'll try to answer it. Yeah. Because I heard of a story where a, a certain church was getting quotes on getting a lot of their roofing redone. They had a lot of they had some storm problems, the roof needed fixing. And so a contractor came around and saw that they were all Christians and so oh well I can rip these guys off because they're pushovers and so he jacked up the price by a few thousand dollars. And so no one in the church really knew what was going on until one person came in who knew what they were talking about, saw it and said, How much did you pay for this? That's much that's way too much. Why did you pay that much money? What would you do in that situation? What would you do as one of the leaders of that church? I'd to probably, be kind to, you know, goodness, displaying goodness to the person who's 
treated you like a pushover. Me, well, me, if I was the pastor of that church and I released authority to a board to do that, I'd, first of all, I'd fire the board and then I'd try <laughs> and kick myself. <laughs> it really is fire the board. Fire the board, kick myself. Honestly, because that's the stupidest thing. And and you know you know you know how often that happens. Oh, very often. That's why I mention it. Wouldn't yeah, it happen all no, the time? Stupidity. It's actually absolute outright stupidity. Goodness doesn't mean you're mat. Hmm. Good kindness doesn't mean you're a doormat. Yeah, because that's what happened. They were all sort yeah. of saying, "Oh no, we won't we won't bother them." You know, that's oh, you just might, a couple of thousand dollars. Yeah, they can yeah. Use it and, no, I'm accountable for God as a good steward, and I need to make a make a profit. And 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 I'm. What is fair is fair. I'm not going to gouge him, so I'm not going to expect allow him to gouge me. Yeah. You know? So what would you do? Would you go and approach the person, say, well, well, "You well, overcharged us"? Well, no. First of all, well, I hope it wouldn't happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'd have a number of quotes. Yeah. You know, and not necessarily take the lowest quote because then the guy is probably going to give me shoddy material. Job. But yeah, you know, just do it properly in a business-like manner. So before you actually get into the scenario where you would be, because this is what we're talking about, goodness. I'm thinking, like, how would you be good to that person? Do you know what I mean? Like, how would you display the goodness, the fruit of the spirit of goodness and kindness to a person without... You don't want to sweep things under the carpet, but at the same time, you don't Look, want to... Look, if the guy's trying to steal from me... It was literally, it's almost, it's stealing, isn't it, really? I'm not going to allow him to do that, and, yeah. and, and, and it's not going to affect my fruit of goodness. Yeah, yeah. Can yes. you speak to that for a little bit? Because I might answer it later on okay. as it comes in. We have <laughs> cool. different scenarios coming in. Okay, cool. You know, another use of this word. Now keep that in mind, okay? Keep, keep that, that scenario in mind. Yeah. Okay. Is is in relation to burdens and yokes. It's it's it, the weight or the weight that is placed on you or the weight that you place on yourself. Mm. Now, burdens and yokes. This is a very very good meditation point. Right, I want you to read Matthew 11, verse 30. Matthew 11, verse 30. For my yoke is wholesome, useful, good, not harsh, hard, sharp, or pressing, but comfortable, gracious, and pleasant. And my burden is light and easy to be borne. Okay. Born means carried. carried yeah. Now, do you find sometimes that the weight of your Christian life, the yoke of your Christian message is light, gracious, good, not harsh, not hard, not sharp, not pressing, com it's comfortable, it's um, pleasant, um, and it's easy to carry. Um, now be careful how you answer it because my answer, my, my next two points uh, will expose uh, why that happens. Well, you know what? Sometimes, but sometimes, you know what? It's hard. Being honest. Okay. I'm dealing specifically with an issue now that is not to do, not dealing with warfare. Okay. Oftentimes when we're going to battle, it becomes hard because it's a battle. Yes. This is, I'm dealing with, this is in us now. Now here are my two points. Number one, and it's, 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 it's amazing how these two things relate to this aspect of our Christian life. Number one, when you live the Christian life fully from your heart. Okay. No holds barred. It will be amazing to you how easy it becomes by hitting constantly and regularly the high standards of the Word of God for a disciple. Mm. 
Now the problem comes in when that yoke becomes unpleasant. The problem where that comes from is you're living half-heartedly. You've got your foundation on the rock. You've got some of your foundation on the sand and the stresses of the two yokes. Mm. You can't have two yokes on. You can't have the world's yoke on you. You can only have one yoke at a time on your shoulders. So when you're trying to balance two yokes on you, you're going to get hurt. Very interesting point. I've just been reading a lot about desire from the John Eldridge book. And he speaks on um, being kingdom oriented. And I found that recently has been really helpful to me in just relieving the weight of the world off your shoulders. And you're just like, I've been complicating my life for no real good re- It's a much simpler than, simple. than what I think it is. It's you so know? simple, yeah. Just a right. picture of heaven, eternity. Yeah. I've got little to worry about, you know? Yeah. Like, so I understand, what, I understand the point you're making. Yeah. Okay, so let's, let's, let, let's just push on here. So not only does Christos, not only does that Greek word mean goodness um, as a quality, yeah. it is also an action. So I'm talking about goodness as a quality within you, manifesting. It's also something that you do. Yeah. Now I'm just going to give you scriptures uh, and, and, and wrap this section up. All right. 1 Peter 2, 3-4, Ephesians 4, 32, and Romans 11, 22. So before you get all fuzzy and um, you're thinking, oh, you know, the goodness of God and this, that, and now then God is good. Now I'm coming back to my final, my, my original point, God is easygoing in nature. So before we get all fuzzy and think, oh, that's so nice. God is so good. And then, and then thinking in the back of our mind, yeah, I can, I can pull a wool over his eyes because he's so good and kindly bumbling old man up there. Yeah. You know? All right, read Romans eleven twenty three. Eleven twenty three or 22? Romans eleven twenty two. sorry. Then note and appreciate the gracious kindness and the severity of God. Severity toward those who have fallen, but God's gracious kindness to you, provided you continue in His grace and abide in His kindness. Otherwise, you too will be cut off. Okay, there's a couple of things in that verse of Scripture. If you go and think about it and spend a day just thinking about it, um, Paul is saying, I want you to take note and I want you to appreciate the gracious kindness of God. But he also says, I want you to take note and I want you to appreciate the severity of God. Yeah. Towards who? Those who have fallen. So what does that mean to you? People who have fallen into sin. What people? The sinners, the worldly people? Yes, from my first inkling was what I had assumed it was, but is it something different? Yes, it is something different. From people who have fallen... How, how can they fall into sin when they, they've been born into sin? What more sin are they going to fall into? That's okay. Yeah, so who is that? Who, who is Paul writing to there? To the severity... To those who have fallen. People who have died? No. Oh, you're going to have to spell this out. All right. <laughs> Otherwise, you two will be cut off and pruned away. Yeah, so you're not dead. Okay. So, from people who have been cut off? Yeah, and who are those people? Where are they cut off from? God's gracious kindness. Yeah, and who has that gracious kindness? Christians? Yeah. Read that section again then. Which bit? The first, the first Verse 22 up to there, fallen. Then note and appreciate the gracious kindness and the severity of God. Severity toward those who have fallen. 
but God's oh well, then you said this. Carry on, carry on. But God's gracious kindness to you. Okay, there's the two things: the severity of God to those who have fallen, fallen, yeah, and God's gracious kindness towards you. So He is saying, take note: severity and graciousness of God. God is easygoing, but His severity towards those who've come to Him and have now fallen away. Mm, okay. And then He says, provided. You continue in his grace and abide in his kindness. Otherwise, you too will be cut off and pruned away. So, yes, God is easy going. But always keep in the back of your mind, don't mistreat the goodness of God because it is there for the exercising of grace in your life. Yeah, okay. All right, so that's, that's the first aspect that you need to get under your belt. That's the basis of this teaching of goodness. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, secondly... You've got written here, Christians need to know and to do good. Yep. And what do you mean by that? Like, All right. You need, you, essentially, you need to know about what, what is this goodness and then you need to do it. When you say goodness, do you mean a moral principle? So an act happens and you need to know what is good in this act, what is good in your action to go in to speak to this moral. Right. Is that what you're talking about? That's what we're going to talk about now. Okay, cool. All right, there's two Greek words that I want to talk about. One is krestos. It's actions, acts of good, and agathos, character. Your, it's, it's what's in you, your, your makeup nature. and your nature. Yeah. Okay. Now, God essentially, absolutely, consummately, completely is good through and through. Definition of good. He is it. He yeah, is the, he's, he is the mark. He yeah. is the mark. I love this verse of scripture, Exodus thirty-three nineteen. And the Lord said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you. And I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. And I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Yeah. I will show all my goodness. I'll bring it before you. That mm. is fantastic. That is fantastic. Okay, here are eight points. Um on what we have to do with goodness in respect to goodness this fruit this fruit that's in us this this you know all right christians are to prove it we've got to show it we've got to demonstrate we've got to bear it out and you can read that in romans 12 verse 2 do not be conformed to this world this age fashioned up I get confused with the amplifier sometimes. <laughs> Do not be conformed to this world, this age, uh, fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs, but be transformed or changed by the entire renewal of your mind, by its new ideals and its new attitude, so that you may prove for yourselves what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God, even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. Prove it. Yeah. Number one, cling to it. Number two, in other words, you adhere to it. You super, super glue yourself to this. Yeah, you really don't let it go. Yeah, Romans 12, 9. nine. Let your love be sincere, a real thing. Hate what is evil. Loathe all ungodliness. Turn in horror from wickedness, but hold fast to that which is good. One of the things I just want to mention about that verse of scripture is oftentimes... Um, a Christian, when they read something like that, will think um, ungodliness, the horror from turn with horror from wickedness, and they think of these, the 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 easy identifiable, overt, horrifying in your things. face, yeah. out and out sin, genocide, 
Yeah. Yeah. But as bad as all of that is, there is stuff that we hide that is as abhorrent, as wicked, as bad, as horrific. Yeah, it doesn't say to loathe. As ungodly. Yeah, it doesn't say to loathe the most ungodly. Yeah. It's to loathe all ungodliness. And sometimes that is as bad. Yeah, so that the, the tricky part is the subtle things that can yep. so we can sweep under the carpet unknowingly. All right, so cling to it. Thirdly, do it. Do just, yeah, I'm just going to read the scriptures. Yeah, go for you it. can go there. There's so many here. Romans 13, 3, Galatians 6, 10, 1 Peter 3, 11, John 5, 29. Um, work it. Romans 2, 10, Ephesians 6, 8. Okay, so what I've shown you so far is, uh, you know, with, with regards to goodness is to, to show it, to cling to it, uh, to do it, yep. and to work at doing it. Yeah. That's four, four aspects. Number five, follow after it. 1 Thessalonians 5.15. Can we read that one? Yeah, go for it. See that none of you repays another with evil for evil, but always aim to show kindness and seek to do good to one another and to everybody. Now, be zealous about it. Be zealous of it. Now, zealous is enthusiastic, passionate, yeah. you know, obsessive. 1 Peter 3.13. Now, who is there to hurt you if you are zealous followers of that which is good? That's an interesting scripture, isn't it? <laughs> now, who is going to hurt you? No one. Well, yes. There is, I thought know, that was the implication yeah, from there, it. Yeah. yeah. But then also, consider it pure joy when you fall into all diverse kinds of things. You know, yeah, the Bible's complicated, eh? It's simple. You're at war. God is, God is both complicated and yet this most simple Simplicity thing. Simplicity in itself. Man. Yeah, like a single cell organism that we've been watching in church. Yeah, yeah. People think, oh, simple, single cell. And then you go, well, yeah. Three billion or more parts. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Number seven, we are to imitate it. Okay, so that's 3 John 1, 11. Yeah, do not imitate evil, but imitate good. Now, what have we looked at so far? Show it, cling to it, do it, work at it, uh, follow it, fanatical about doing it, imitate it. Now, here's the last one. Yep. Now... This is a weapon. Okay. Really, David? A weapon? No way. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Christian weapon again. Okay, Romans twelve twenty one. Do not let yourself be overcome by evil, but overcome master evil with good. Yeah. Yeah, you're right in there. Yeah, dominate evil with good. Yeah. Overcome. Master it. Yeah. With good. Okay, so that, I just wanted to, quickly go through that aspect because we've got two more sections to go through and we're running a little bit short of time yep although i've been told not to say that yeah i've been told not to say that too do you get that too <laughs> i get told don't mention it at all yeah just we like we it. like it just we, go for it <laughs> and we, we and yet we always mention it oh dear me because okay. it's just a conversation that you and i have we can't help yeah. but mention it. don't give us rules <laughs> we're gonna break free of those shackles ladies in our lives um what you wanted to go into next was that Christians need to be intrinsically good. Yeah, inside. Inside. Yeah. And so, how does that work? How do we we need to be intrinsically good? What if we okay. don't feel like we are intrinsically good? I'm gonna, are we? I'm going to insult. I'm going to insult a whole lot of boys with this name, and I'm going to insult possibly a nation with this name. Oh no! All right. Don't the, do it. The, the, no. Greek, the Greek word for good. I, I find it funny. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> the Greek word for good is kalos. Oh, really? All right. I knew a kalos once in my life. <laughs> so this is not some like Greek wannabe with walking around with a nice low cut shirt, thick gold chain, you know. Uh, <laughs> internationalistic slurs now. Way to go, David. Spike this pot. The poles well, well, will go no, down. No, no, now. no, it's a little bit better. That one, that one, I think, is a little bit better than like. Talking about pigs being in Israel. No, you know what? <laughs> you know what? I stand by that. I stand by my comment. It was made in ignorance, not like yours, which was made <laughs> in malice. Oh dear me! Okay. We're only kidding. Cal- Ka- is it actually Carlos? It looks like it looks like Kalos. That's a Greek. Oh, Kalos. that's a Greek. Okay. All right, Christos. <laughs> action. What? <laughs> actually, got it written down. This is not some Greek wannabe babe magnet with. <laughs> Actually got it written down. I thought that was off the cuff, and I look back to his notes, and he's actually got it written down. You're a weird guy sometimes, David. Actions, acts of good. Agathos, character, your makeup, your nature. Right at this position. Yep. Carlos, intrinsic. Yep. It's inside of you. Yep. Good, fair, beautiful. The main thing coming through this, honor. Right. Honor. Yeah. Right. Uh, I tell you what, that is. That is so sorely missing in, 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 our, in our society today yeah. is that, that level of honor, being honorable, being good. Mm. Um, I'm going to just unfortunately read to you a whole lot of verses of scripture here. Um, most of them come out of Timothy and Titus. So, Yeah, 1 Timothy looks like you got a lot there. So just, yeah, yeah. guys listening, read 1 Timothy and Titus, really, huh? Well, 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 10, verse 25, chapter 6, verse 18, and then Titus chapter 2, 7, verse, uh, chapter 2, 14, chapter 3, 8, and chapter 3, 14, um, Galatians 4, 18. Read that. Just read that one for the me. The first please. one? Yeah. It is fine to be zealous, provided the purpose is good, and to be so always and not just when I am with you. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I love I love all those scriptures. They're fantastic. They're really... Do you want me to read any others? Are you happy well, with Yeah, them? yeah. Leave them there because those are, those are essentially where Paul is writing to his two young disciples who are running churches, and he's saying to them, well, when you're looking for leaders... This is one of the characteristics you need to be focusing in on. Mm. You know, look at a man, look at a woman and see if they are honorable people, see if they are good. Yeah. And, 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 and so you need to understand what this actually means to its deep levels. We talk about recruitment and training. When you're recruiting a band of brothers to go around you, why do people get hurt often? Because they don't, don't recruit correctly. So recruit someone who is an honorable person. Yeah. So it's intrinsic, intrinsic. Yeah, and I think, I don't know whether we've talked about that, but is we've talked about judging the characteristics of the people who are recruiting you as well. And that's what we've, we've said a lot of the time is look at the fruit, look at yeah. the fruit of their spirit and see, see what, they're, what they're coming out with. Well, I want to I start wrapping this up and, and, and I want to just start looking at scriptural examples of stories of how this is actually used what does it look like when you when you when you're looking at this fruit if you're looking for this fruit or when you want to exercise this fruit and grow this fruit what does it look like in everyday life yeah that'll be good okay so the two things i'm going to show you is Christos and agath oh, i can't think of any pronounce the name agathosun agathun whatever agathosun i think yeah right. something like that anyway 
Yeah. I, I'm a very bad linguist. I, I nearly failed my Greek at Bible college. Really? Yeah, I had to rewrite a couple of times. Oh, <laughs> I didn't want to know that. <laughs> Sitting here listening to you for every year. I passed it. Oh, okay, yeah, that's good. But yeah. I had to rewrite it a oh, few okay. times. No, that's okay. Um, okay. The two types of goodness now. This is this is this is an interesting examples I'm gonna throw at you. A kindly goodness and a stern goodness. Pestos in action, agathos in character. Um, now there's a difference between kindly acts of goodness and stern acts of goodness. Um, stern acts of goodness which might not necessarily be by gentle means. Mm. And this is this is the one that often um, sort of trips people up, and this is this could this the, these two definitions and these two the stories I'm going to give now could explain the example you gave me earlier about a guy trying to do me out on roof tiles. Yeah. Okay. You know, I'm trying to see. Okay. So this is this is where it is now. Illustration number one is Agathos. Okay, the character, the makeup, the nature that is within you. Um. And I'm going to give you a couple of stories. The first one is, first one you need to go and read is Matthew 21, verse 12 to 13. It's Jesus in the temple. And the second one is Matthew 23, 13 to 19. Now, I want you to notice how Jesus exercises goodness here. So do you want to read the first one? Uh, yes. So this is Matthew 21, 12, 13. Jesus entered the temple area and drove out all who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. It is written, he said to them, my house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of robbers. They sell doves well, in the, church back then? Well, what was, what was taking place was that um, you had, when, you, when you came to the temple, you had to make sacrifices according to your sin. Oh, okay. And there was specific levels of sacrifices. If you could afford this, you would have to buy that or whatever. And the different sins attributed different sacrifices. Now, what these guys were doing is these guys were starting to make a business out of that. And so their intent was to make money. And so they started to set themselves up money changes, this, that, and the other. to make you know, And, and, and so that they're taking out the intent of what God meant to becoming businesses etc and so now jesus goes in and he whoops the lot of them yeah the second one is how he deals with the um the pharisees and sadducees if you go and read we're not going to read the scripture here but matthew 23 13 to 19 he climbs into the religious people because the religious people were were, were just laying law and burden and burden but false burdens on people and so Jesus comes in and he just lays into these guys. Now, what would Jesus come in and say to the church and to the inverted commas clergy of our day if he had to walk into the church? What would he do with many of our practices in the church? Mm-hmm. What would he do if he came to? I've got no problem with this. I'm just saying, what would he do if he came to a church fight? <laughs> yeah, well, you know yeah, yeah. Agathos is character. Okay. Now, do you see your illustration in that in any way? Oh, a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, he just... 
he stood up for what is good. Yeah, you know, he st- he stood up in 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 within because of the, because of his internal character of goodness, his essence. He stood up in the face of what would be perceived to be good. Yeah, he called it for what it was, and he just threw it out. Yeah. Now PC and religious correctness will go. Oh, you can't do that. Yes, yes, you can because you're acting from the goodness that is within you, and you can discern what is right and what is wrong, what is good, what is not good. Mm-hmm. Right. The second illustration is Christos is action. Okay. Now you go and read acts of goodness or action, Christos, in these two passages of Scripture, Luke chapter seven, verse thirty-seven to fifty. Okay, and that was the story of the woman who lived the sinful life in the town and learned that Jesus was eating the Pharisees, and she bought that alabaster box of perfume, that jar of perfume, and um, she wiped his head, yeah, his feet with just her broke head. it, broke it, anointed him. You yeah, know? Um, yeah, it's a beautiful story. It is, and then he goes on to speak about um, debt and 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 owing stuff like that. So really good. So. The first illustration is activity on behalf, good activity on behalf, and the second is is a kindly disposition towards. Mm. So that's that's what goodness I feel. That's what goodness will look like. Mm. Cool. That's it. That's it. We're done. No, we still got the challenge. Ah, uh, the I've challenge. Got a, I've got a new challenge this time. Yeah. What was the other one? Looking at the trees. What tree? What tree mm. were you? Which you're not going to answer for us this week. No, you've got to determine yourself. Oh, I see. This is an ongoing one, right? It's your challenge. Uh, you, know, you go and see what this challenge is. All right, don't limit God challenge. Don't limit God don't challenge. Don't limit God challenge in your life. Okay. Okay, so what, 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 what I'm wanting to look at here and what I want you to look at here is as you begin to apply these principles in your life, kingdom principles, as you begin to live by the the principles and the culture of the kingdom of God, fruit of the Holy Spirit, you start beginning to live a power lifestyle. Yeah. Because this fruit is powerful. This fruit is really, really powerful. Uh, Joyce Meyer calls it power living. <laughs> this is this is living supernatural. In other words, you're living from a culture that is around God's throne and you're living that culture on earth. Yeah. There will be a clash of cultures. Yeah. Because this is supernatural living, all right? Now, I find it incredible how often Christians begin limiting God in their lives. Yeah. it's It, it blows my mind. Christians of decades of experience, Christians of five years' worth of experience, it's, it's unfortunately for me, it's one of my hassle factors. It's, it's, it's an irritation point that I have to keep dealing with Christians who limit God. God is so big, and yet they, yet they will limit God in in oh, for so many different reasons. I find it incredible. It's it's and it's pretty easy to do as well. Like you can, you know, you can pray for you know you need help in this situation, and in your mind you've already got exactly how God would help you in this situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you don't actually get to see that He is helping you. It might not just look like how what you want it to yeah. be. So I want you to think about this, Satan hates a person who lives like this just think of these words mercy kindness goodness all this is required for you to become a giver a real true giver one of my frustration points is people 
every time you use the word giver, they, 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 they run straight to finances. You know, you, you can be giving every single moment of the day and then there, there are things that you can give that are so much more valuable. It's just money. Than money. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's just so much more. Mercy, Time. kindness, goodness. Can you imagine giving mercy, giving kindness, giving goodness that, that begins to affect a man's life, a woman's life that affects a generation, affects two generations, releases the love of God to a thousand generations? Mm. I mean, Wow. I think the thing with the money is that you can give money. I mean, that's awesome. Give a hundred bucks, but it's not. Doesn't that's cost not, you anything. It's, plus, that's not the end. That's not just. That's an outpouring of kindness towards a person. The 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 giving of money is not a giving of money. There's something deeper there that you should be operating out of. You know what I mean? It's not just a surfacey. Here's a hundred bucks. Go and clean yourself up. It's here's a hundred bucks. Let's go out for dinner. Yeah, I mean, Luke six thirty five. But love your enemies and be kind and do good. You know, the, the scripture we read earlier on. Incredible, incredible how that really begins to change the environment that you've gone in. The Isaiah 61 situation, the Matthew 28 situation. By just releasing some of this fruit into people's lives. Yeah, it's amazing how revolutionary that type of thinking was back then too mm. like you know jesus didn't call that together from anywhere he got that straight from god goodness equals godness simple so when you do something good to someone what is the what is sometimes the even if they're unsaved what what do they actually say thank god <laughs> there you go thank goodness thank good well same thing yeah you know what i'm saying yeah yeah <laughs> even even the unsaved know this. Yeah. Even someone that is worldly, really steeped in worldly world, the things of the world. Yeah. They know this. Goodness is a reflection of God. Mm. And, the, and and there's such a big difference between giving and a giver. Giving is the lifestyle of the giver. And a, and and a giver looks at ways to give. A giver looks at ways to bless. I think that's interesting. Because it's their nature. Yeah, they look to do it. Yeah. It's not just they sit there and then they wait for a guy to come around and knock on their door and say, we're running this missions trip to Africa and I need 30 bucks a year to do this. They don't just sit there and wait. Mm. They actively seek to do good. Yeah. It's a big difference, I mean, isn't it? Not only is it random acts, but it's deliberate acts. And the deliberate acts, I think, are more, as you become more and more intentional, those deliberate acts are the ones that really, really count. Yeah. Yeah. God is a giver. It's his nature to give. And goodness. Now, just think of us. And, and I said this in the beginning. And now I'm, I'm wrapping up and I'm bringing back around to the beginning. God is easygoing in nature. And he's, he, he reflects this goodness because goodness, his goodness towards us, directs us to repentance. Our goodness as a light as the children of light in the kingdom of darkness, what does it do? It reflects God, leads people to repentance. Mm. And that's the objective. And that's what this fruit is for. Mm. That's what this fruit is for. Uh, just, just Here's a few scriptures I want to throw at you. You can meditate on, on them. Uh, the, enemy, the enemy hates goodness. He hates good, good people. Uh, read James 1, 16 to 19. Uh, read 2 Corinthians 13, 7, and then read the whole of 2 Peter 1. Some good, good, good scripture. Cool. Good scripture to get into you. Cool. Yeah. That's it. Right. That's it from me. That's it from you.
Oh, we've definitely, I think we've almost hit an hour. <laughs> Finally. We've been working towards it. I haven't been working towards that. Really? I've been working away against yeah, it. Yeah, you've been trying to bring, become more focused and clear. Yeah, no, it stretches yeah. more and more. Yeah. Thanks, guys, for listening to us. We'll leave you here. Check out www.life-house.net for more resources. Coming soon from Lifehouse Church will be a movie review podcast that myself and my friend Paul Stevens will be doing. We're both very into movies, and we're going to be reviewing movies for, I don't know, just for fun, just to see what messages they have, all that sort of thing. So, yeah, check that out. And if it's up there, if it's no information of it up there yet, just hang on a sec. I'm sure it'll be there soon. But thanks very much for listening to us, and we'll see you soon. Cheerio. Bye. Thank you.